All right, let's go. It's uh, Tuesday. We're uh, we're getting back into the podcast uh, world here with Paul Eighty. You know who he is, Podcast Paul. Uh, Paul, you're there. I am here and I'm ready to go. I'm raring to go. Right, I'm good. visibly ready to go. Good. No introduction. Uh, the the listeners need to understand that we're going to actually have a guest today. We we set up a phone line. We're going to test this out with Cole Witt, NASCAR driver. What can you tell the listeners about Cole Witt? That he's like he's in his young twenties. He's a young guy. He's a young stud, and he's on an underfunded team going against the biggest names in racing. And I so was, lo- yeah, I was looking at his uh, finishes lately, and he has a he has an eleventh. I think that was a uh, wreck race. A lot of wrecks. And yes, then he, and then he has an 18th. But so so we're going to ask him about uh, the rise and and how do you uh, go from being the guy that finish just tries to finish 35th to a guy that is going to try to get into the top 20 here now and then. So let's uh, let's talk to him upcoming and uh, he's going to call in. This is all new. We're going to test this out, see how it works. And uh, hopefully this is the new format, and I am hoping we can open up this phone line to callers that just call in and want to shoot the shit. I'd love to do that. That's pretty much what I live for. All right, good. So what else is going on today? We're back. We're back from Los Angeles. We're back, and, uh, you know, things have not settled down here. I've spent all day. I haven't even gotten a nap in. I usually get a good afternoon nap. Uh, That's impossible. I'm busy. What about you? That's how busy it's been. No napping on either side in Nebraska or Ohio. All right, let's uh, let's put this on pause, and uh, I think we have our caller. Cole, how are you? I haven't talked to you for a while. Doing very good. Doing good. Thanks. How are you? Um, just getting older. <laughs> I hear you. I've got my my podcast partner Joe Kinsey, also from Busted Coverage, on the line. Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, and uh, good to talk to you, Cole. We talked in uh, Michigan, I believe, last year. So, Paul and I have both uh, okay. interviewed you in the past. So this is uh, this is good. We can get a 2016 update. There you go. Sounds great. Paul, go ahead. Cole, the first question I have, a lot of the the busted coverage listenership may not be as ardent fans of NASCAR as we are. What's your favorite thing about NASCAR? What's the best thing? (laughs) Uh, You know, it depends on which aspect you want to look at it. You know, uh, I see it from two different sides. You know, from a driver's standpoint, you know, I think the biggest thing is just you know, it's racing to me, you know, it's the sport that I love. I, I've grown up, you know, driving cars and um, working on cars and, you know, being able to just do things with cars that, that nobody else has been able to do. And that's something that I've always prided myself on. So, you know, for me, just being a driver and being able to use a car and, and do things with it that nobody's ever been able to or, or push the limits of something that, you know, other people haven't done or, or haven't been able to do in that car and, um, just get you know performance out of it that nobody ever has. To me, it's just a passion that burns in me, and, and I've done since a, a young age. You know, Cole. We were talking earlier uh, about the success that you've had this year. I saw the eleventh, and I saw the eighteenth. Is was the eleventh a, a wreck race where there were a, were a bunch of wrecks at the end? Uh, you know. 
a little bit. There was one big wreck at uh, the first one, I would say. There's definitely more wrecks than actually the 11th place one. The 11th place one, I think there was only one really decent wreck in that race. And the rest of it, you know, we raced to get ourselves in position and, and capitalize on a good day there. All right, so tell um, me. You know, so the one before that. Go ahead. Tell me about the 11th place finish. I mean, that's that's got to be a career high, right? Yeah, it was actually a, a career high finish. So, um, you know, it's just we always go to super speedways, you know, uh, hopeful to have a good day and, and just try to be smart and run a good race and be there at the end and, and be able to capitalize on positions at the end. So, um, you know, there was we pretty much ran the race pretty smart. We're just right there kind of in contention all night. Um, you know, the big thing is making it through green flag pit stops as the race goes on and that usually separates the field pretty well and we were able to survive those really well and, and stay in position all night. Um, and actually when one of the wrecks happened, we were right in the middle of it and, you know, able to stay out of it and get through that with no damage. And, um, basically, you know, when it got down to, that was still pretty early in the race, even it was only like halfway. So, um, you know, the rest of the race went pretty green and uh, just kind of raced smart and got ourselves in position again kind of towards the end of the race to be right there in the top 10. And we were racing right there in the top 10 kind of pretty much at the end of the race. But you know how it gets kind of at the end. They get three wide for pretty much the whole field and the track's full from top to bottom and just push the guy in front of you as hard as you can to the finish and get the best spot you can. And we were able to come home, you know, just outside the top 10 and 11. So it's a career high day and it's a lot of fun. So it's good to have it. Did Tony Stewart give you the finger call that day for finishing higher than him? I don't know. He may have. I, I think he was in that first wreck, so I don't know if he was around. <laughs> any cool uh, experiences with, with any of those icons? I know a couple years ago you, you've been on, on the circuit, so to speak, here for three years. Any Has it gotten any more commonplace for you to race against those guys, guys like Tony Stewart, obviously Jeff Gordon last year, junior? Is it something you've gotten used to? Uh, yes and no. You know, I mean, the one thing is I wish I could be a little bit more relevant more often on, on all the racetracks than where we, you know, typically rather than where they just, we run well on, you know, super speedways or road courses or short tracks, you know. Um, the places where we can really capitalize on being a small team are just so limited. So, um, you know, I've been able to kind of set aside the fact that I know what we're trying to accomplish and I try to just, you know, do my best ability and, and I've done, I think pretty well at that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you want to be able to always, you know, you always want to be better. You always want to push the limits to be the better, you know, the best person in the circuit. And, uh, you know, it, I think one of the coolest things is a lot of those guys acknowledge that they believe I'm a good driver. They're happy that I'm out there. Um, but you know, they say you're in a tough situation with a smaller team and you just make the most of it. But, um, you know, it's kind of bittersweet because it's like, you know, they tell you that you do, you're a great driver and they believe that you can do a lot, but, uh, you know, it's kind of just like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> so, um, you just kind of keep your head down, keep digging and keep pushing forward. Paul, I can't believe we're five minutes into this call and you have not asked Cole about the engagement. I, I didn't want to be rude. I know that's your special. No, mate. that's you. You, you were going to talk about it. You told me you were. Cole, Joe does this thing. He gives amazing wedding gifts to athletes. Joe, maybe you can give him an example. Well, yeah, I, I buy athletes uh, wedding gifts off their registry. So one of the questions I have, you haven't gotten to the registry stage yet? No, we're, we haven't made it that far. Uh, 
only been able to put the ring on my fingers about as far as I've got. <laughs> so the ring is on the finger. Uh, and, Paul, you also wanted to know, you always want to ask about the backseat driver thing, right? <laughs> I do. Now that you're engaged, Cole, does she feel like she can tell you how to drive when you're on your way to, like, an Applebee's for dinner? No. Uh, she She's pretty quiet and laid back. She knows that, you know, it's kind of funny because she'll even admit it. When I met her, she's a terrible driver. So, you know, um, we always joke to the fact that, if, you know, if you ever talk about kids, it was like, man, I feel like the driving gene might end right here, right? So, um <laughs> We were talking about it the other night, and she, it's kind of funny because she's really stepped up as a driver. I was riding her with the other day. She says, you know, she's, you know, you might think she's over there in the passenger seat sleeping or just not really paying attention, but it's almost like she studies your driving a little bit. And believe it or not, now she's actually a pretty good driver, so it's kind of funny. Did you propose to her at a racetrack? No, I was definitely as far away from a racetrack as we could be. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, just, you know, for me, the, you know, home life and, and the moments that have been, you know, we, we love racing and, and it's definitely allows us to have the life that we've had and, and set me up really well in life and as a 25 year old, you know, so, um, but the thing for us, you know, we've had some, you know, really special moments, been able to go on vacations and stuff like that and, um, just spend time away from the racetrack. It's been, you know, where we've probably connected the most and, um, so, you know, that's work and, and I try to keep the other stuff separate. Would it be weird if Joe sent you a case of speed stick for the wedding? <laughs> I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty covered on that right now, actually. Is there any um, but, is there any kind know, of guy gift? Because this is one thing that drives me nuts about wedding uh, wedding registries, Paul. Is that these gifts are never really meant for the guys. It's always for the women. It's like uh, towels and like dishcloths and yeah, like napkins. Or something. Yeah, I I, I want to get guys like uh, you know like to- uh, tools for the garage, right? There's some fishing gear. Yeah, fishing gear. See now that's yeah what, yeah. I want to. Are you going to register it like Bass Pro? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that's a good idea. There you go. What do you need, Cole? Yep, let's figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to start thinking about it. I don't need a whole lot, guys. I'm, I'm pretty set. Life's pretty good. Well, we've got a, a hookup with speed stick, so if you need any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing Tell good, me. Uh, go, go, go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask Cole, but, you know, uh, talk about the speed stick connection. And also you changed numbers this year, right? From 35 to 98. Yeah. So we're with a different team this year with premium motorsports, um, just a, a different team. And, you know, speed sticks followed me, you know, for the third year now with a different team. And it's pretty cool to, to have that relationship with a sponsor, you know, to be able to, to transfer through three different teams and, and, uh, you know, really start, you know, they started with me with my first race in Daytona when we made the 500 for the first time with a small team that, you know, nobody would have thought would have made the Daytona 500. So to go from there and to progress through different small teams and, and still put this year together and, and uh, come out there and compete for a third year is uh, really cool and, and just says a lot about the sponsorship and the partnership that we have and the relationship that we've been able to grow throughout the, the years. And, um, so it's always great to have speed stick back on board. You know, they'll be on our car in Indianapolis and look forward to hopefully giving them a good run. 
Speaking of Talladega, Cole, I, I believe that's where we met, and you actually led the race, the Talladega 500 spring race, with about 13 to go, if I remember correctly. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm always looking forward to the next one. I, I try not to look back at him. <laughs> Joe, that's how you drive, right? You always look forward. You never look in the rear view? Yeah, I rarely, rarely look back, Paul. You just can't. Day by day, you got to take it one uh, one race at a time, right, Cole? Yeah, exactly. Where you been fishing? I know you're a big fisherman. What's uh what's been the latest with uh your fishing expeditions? Uh, you know, I mean, mostly just here locally, bass fishing around Lake Norman and stuff here in North Carolina. I probably need to venture out a little bit and find some better lakes. Um, our lake's really not all that exciting and usually doesn't have all that big a fish, but uh, there's some tournaments and Monday night tournaments and stuff that we fished in and um, usually finish there will be about 30 or 40 boats and we've been finishing me and my buddy that is we've fished together and um been finishing usually like in the top 10 but haven't won anything but you know we're right there so kind of cool to go do something a little bit different do you ever fish against the other nascar drivers like a tournament or anything no but i no but i heard uh martin truex does some fishing stuff i don't know if he ever really does the tournaments or anything though Paul, what else Cole, you got? Cole, any weird requests from fans lately? <laughs> no, nah, nothing too crazy. It's, uh, it's been pretty low-key, but that brings up a good point with uh, Steve. They've been in a, uh, integrating a lot of fans and been uh, you know, making me accessible to fans and being able to do some stuff with autograph signings and meet and greets. And, um, they do a lot of stuff at the track and, and get me out there and involved with the fans, which is actually really cool. Um you know, I'm amazed at how much that grows your fan base. And I don't realize how disconnected the fans can be from, you know, us personally as a driver. You know, they see your car, they see your picture, but, you know, they know nothing about your background or who you are, your demeanor, or any of those kind of things. So being able to kind of put that all together is uh, pretty cool and um, has really kind of actually probably grown fan base this year quite a bit. And they're going to do that again this weekend in Indy. So something pretty cool for fans to look forward to. Joe, go right ahead. Well, I was curious about that also. When I met you at uh, Michigan, you could have walked through the crowd, and uh, I don't know if anybody would have even known who you were without your uh, speed stick stuff on and standing in front of a speed stick car. You say that has gotten – you're starting to be recognized more this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if it would be necessarily, like, you know, overwhelming by some means, but – uh, you know, I think the coolest part is just the fact the way that the, the way that Speedstick actually inter- integrates the fans, puts product in their hands, gives them something to kind of come out and see the, you know, their Speedstick booth and and uh, give stuff away and just do some cool stuff like that. So, um, you know, those guys just kind of find a cool way to get everyone integrated and kind of get the fans excited. And um, you'd be amazed at how many people actually, you know, they've seen you around the racetrack, they just see you out there, but they know nothing about who you are or, or what you're trying to accomplish on a race weekend. And it just shows, gives a lot of background to it, kind of gains a lot of respect from the fans and stuff like that. Love it, Cole. Well, we appreciate the time, ladies and germs. Cole Witt, Joe, yeah, that final was, thoughts? Uh, that was a uh, quick 13 and a half minutes. And uh, you know what? I, I'm really impressed. He's he's hanging around. He's he's getting up there in the, in the 20s. I like that 11th. It's uh, it's encouraging, 
And uh, one more year, I, I think he's going into the top 20 more often, Paul. I think it's going to be – I think we're going to look at like five to six top 20s next year. And uh, sky's the limit right now. You said 13 minutes. That would be my lap time at Talladega. There you because go. Because I'd be afraid. All right, Cole, we appreciate it. And uh, let's talk again, all right? Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. That was Cole Witt, uh, drives for Speed Stick and NASCAR. We always, you know what, Paul, you set me up with NASCAR through Cole Witt, uh, with Team Speed Stick, and then all of a sudden I start going to NASCAR races. Like I've done like three in the last twelve months. Uh, I I don't I had never been to one until the the uh, Cole Witt race in Michigan last. Uh, I think it was June. So three in twelve months is a lot. And that was all because of you. So I appreciate it. And uh, it was great to talk to Cole Witt again. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I'm glad you dig it. I got introduced to the sport. I used to not even think NASCAR was a sport three years ago. I thought, oh, it's just a bunch of left turns. And then I went on a couple of media trips starting at the Daytona 500. And I've just gotten sucked in from there. So, uh, you know, for all the listeners who, uh, who just think it's a joke, I was right there with you. Go to a race. It's crazy how much strategy there is. Yeah, and, and you know another thing is is I, I've been watching and the stands are empty. I the, I don't know what it is, and and it's young guys like Cole Witt who are trying to become more popular. They're trying to get their name out there. They're trying to do more press, and uh, the fans just aren't connecting. And I'm not sure what that is. Do you have any kind of ideas on why the the fans really aren't going to the races anymore? Is it just because TVs are so great? That's the million-dollar question is the at-home fan experience that all the major sports are really trying to compete with. But I think, too, all these all these legendary drivers are kind of retiring. You know, we saw Jeff Gordon last year. We've got Tony Stewart this year, Jr., Earnhardt Jr. wonder how long he's going to be around. And they're really trying to groom some of these young guys. Um, and it's it's interesting to, to see that because when you go to race, it, it's not as, as packed as you'd think. But it's a great time. You know, you were at Talladega this year. I was there last year. I'm still saying, Joe, that was the best weekend of my life <laughs> uh that's a great that's a great place i know nothing uh you know people down the south got mad because i said indy was way better than uh talladega nothing against talladega i've just i, I just thought that the indie experience as a whole wasn't just off the charts and i understand that talladega is a standalone event it's not the memorial day race that that indy is but you're right. It, it is a spectacle. The people watching is off the chart. I, I specialize in people watching, and that race, you have to see it to believe it. The people are out of control. So we both agree that Talladega should go to the top of your uh, must-see list. Um, what else are we? What else am I forgetting here with Cole Witt? Anything else? You know, that's uh, that's that's pretty much it. He's you know, a young driver on the come up, like yeah. a young D-O-double-G. Yeah, and, and I, I, now I remember what I was going to say. When we were at Indy, we were at the 500, and so many of those drivers are in the same position as Cole Witt. Nobody knows who they are. Uh, they're trying like crazy to build up their fan base, right? That's the lifeline. Right. The sponsor loves it. And it, it, it really reminds me a lot about Indy. Like Indy for that one race is huge and you start to get to know the guys and then it starts to wane as summer gets away from you. So Cole Witt, 
uh, he's he recently engaged, and uh, we always like talking to him. So that was uh, that. W- what did you think about the production? Was I great or what? <laughs> I brought the call mean- in. I brought the call I- in. It, yeah, this is an incredible setup. We could be a radio show in any city in America right now. I think we're we're really overlooking it. You know, I got sucked into the interview and how well that went, and your production skills. I'm I'm I am impressed. Well, I still actually. have to edit all this together. I still have I, to put it all together. I'm and, knocking uh, on wood for you. Yeah, you know what we should do. But hey, go ahead. Yeah, what? No, go no. Ahead. I was just gonna say. Cole Witt, love it. Speed stick, love it. NASCAR is great. We are uh, we just flew in from LA from the SB Awards, and I know our arms are tired. Do we want to give a little tease about some of the content we snagged out there? Yeah, we're putting it together. We're putting all the videos. Uh, we're having them slapped together. Get this stuff on the site. Um, I think the one thing that people are going to uh, enjoy is, and, and I've been thinking about this is Cam Newton, all right, and how he's kind of like us. Like he has slapstick humor that you're either down with or you just don't understand. Do you do you get the same feeling? Yeah, and it's like he's not going to slow down to help you get the joke. You're either on the level of getting the joke or you're not, and he's not slowing the bus down. And, you know, that's why I, I had never met him, but you you hear the national media – who dog him, right? And I think these idiots just aren't on board with this humor. Well, you know what some of the press guys can be like at these events. Yeah, they're they're Debbie Downers, constant. They're Debbie Downers. They they just care about how he's reading the cover too. There's no humanity to any of it. I think we came from a different angle, a different place, just like Bernie Kosar, just flinging one sidearm. I think humanity is the right word. These guys are so buttoned up. They, uh, a lot of these national guys just – they think that the reader wants to read about a play that happened where they've already seen that and they've already heard it on SportsCenter 15 times by the time the newspaper comes out in the morning. So they don't care it's about like, that. Right? Do we want to ask him about the why he didn't dive on the fumble in the Super Bowl? Who cares? You well, know, I mean, that's, that's been covered, right? But you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen as soon as camp starts up. That's the first thing they're going to go after is how how have you done with recovering from the fumble? You know that that's going to be yeah. the one. That's going to be the that's where they're going to head. They're going to head right to that, right? That's two days of ESPN coverage right there. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even know if. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. ESPN's gonna they're gonna hammer right at it. Has he recovered? What is his mentality like this year? Coming back from <laughs> yeah. such a downer at the end of the season. I mean, right. he, didn't, he didn't seem too down to me. Did he? Do you? <laughs> he looked he looked great, and he's really big. He really could just reach out and strangle you. He I mean, definitely crush me. I was afraid he was gonna take my pants, his pants. Well, now my pants. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. There's nobody from the AP was asking him to sign pants, and, and he really opened up because they were his pants. It's not like they were your pants, no, Joe. He, I, I'm really excited for the people uh, to hear him talk about those pants and the history and what went down in college and why the pants have the numbering they have. I, I told my wife, I told Mrs. BC, I felt like I was on Antiques Roadshow. When he was analyzing those pants, 
<laughs> right? It, it, it really did have that feel in hindsight. And I actually watched Antique Roadshow a couple days ago. And that was, uh, that was the, the mood really got to that level, didn't it? It did. It, it really did. And, uh, you know, it's still out of body. I know I got crushed on Twitter. I'm going to get crushed again and on and on and on about how I said I was literally shaking after that was all over. I don't think people understand that he could have just said, F you guys, I'm out of here. I don't, th- well, those aren't my pants. I have the pants. He could have said anything, right? Well, not to spoil it, and I'll, this is the one tease I'll give, is you know he asked for money for the autograph, remember? He did. Well, he said, how much, are, what are you going to pay me, right? And, and, I asked for, and I asked for his PayPal address, remember? Right. I, I actually, I don't remember, but everything at that moment, as soon as he said that, it was probably wider than I've ever been in my life. Uh, I thought this is going to go bad real quick. And he's not going to sign these pants and this whole trip is going to go down the tubes more than it already did when I got home. Uh, But yeah, I I thought that uh, I thought at that moment when he said, what are you going to pay me? How much are you going to pay me? Whatever he said that that terrified me completely terrified. I, yeah, I just assumed he was joking and we moved on. But let, anyway, that's enough, Cam New. We yeah, don't want to spoil yeah, it. Don't spoil that. Uh, any other highlights that you want to get to now before people actually see the videos? Um, I really like talking to Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, excuse me. Yes. And as a Bears fan, having him just rip your heart out year after year and sort of laugh about it, it was great to ask him about that. And, and he, the fact that he remembered – this ridiculous yep. touchdown I saw him score in the preseason was amazing. So I'm just going to stop there, Joe. I'm yeah, getting, that was I'm great. I, I love that. Uh, you know, get the we're going to get these videos out. I'm having them worked on right now. Uh, it's a slow time of the year. Nobody really cares. I mean, they don't know whether the videos were shot today or last week. So we'll get those up over the next two days. Get those out. Um, there's a couple things I need to discuss. I've had questions if we've named the podcast. We have named the podcast. It's the Milk the Pot. Let me start over. Milk the (laughs) Clock podcast. It's official. Uh, I don't have the Twitter account yet. Listen, I'm busy. Uh, I'm trying to do 50 things at once. We'll get the Twitter account. Paul, there are people that have been asking about the podcast. Uh, They're curious. They want to know when more are coming. So this is uh, this is great news for us. People are interested, and um, and we just got to keep cranking this stuff out. Yeah, and and we can do that. We've got some great content upcoming. We've got an interview with NASCAR champion Kyle Busch in about two weeks. We've also got an email, or excuse me, an interview with uh, uh, Gabriel Reese, the famed Olympian hot babe volleyball player who you may remember, and. Uh, what about Josh Norman from the Redskins on Friday, Joe? Any thoughts about um, any of that? I, I'm ready to talk football, Paul. I don't know about you, but I hope he's ready to talk football because uh, it's killing me. Like I'm watching uh, Republican National Convention. I give me something football, right? Is it is like? Do you think he's just so tired of answering questions about Odell Beckham Jr., who I just want to call ODB from now on? Uh, he has to be right. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to ask him that. No, don't ask him about that. I'm going to have to look up what he's been up to this summer, see uh, see if he's been crazy on Snapchat or, you know, been working out like mad, 
like a madman. And uh, yeah, Josh Norman Friday. Let's hope this all goes through. I know we've had a couple of uh, we've. This this is all everything, new. This great. is all new. Everything's great. Everything's great. You're the best producer in the business, and we're right. ready to go. All right, that's it. Uh, milk the podcast. I'm gonna start. <laughs> let me do it again. Milk the clock with Cole Wit today, and uh, that's a wrap. Oh.